Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for offering your listening ear. You know, we got ordinary stories with extraordinary people. This episode is um, really nice. Um, Spoken to a young lady of our story about not giving up, um, the importance of of not giving up, the importance of fighting, um, even when all the chips is down. I really enjoyed this one. I think you guys will, too, as well. Again, thank you for your listening ear. Let's get right into it. Right now, is the pressure on you? Is basically what I'm trying to say. Or so, f- because I feel stagnant in this work position. Right. It's a pressure to not only succeed but to get to a place where my found my foundation is stable. Mm-hmm. When this particular chapter closes and the next one opens. I can feel relieved because I did what I needed to do so I could get that top pay. Mm-hmm. So I could get that position because I have experience back in me. So it's not to the point where I go, okay, I haven't done this in 20 years and now I'm doing it. It's how well am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. Set an example, not only for myself, but for my kids too. So hopefully they don't make the same mistakes that I did in mm-hmm. completely dropping out of school, mm-hmm. they can say, okay, I'm going to focus on me right. and what I need, and then everybody else can come second. I did the reverse. I focused on everybody else and then put myself last. Do you think that's so necessarily I- a bad thing? Um, because, like, from that aspect of it, like, you put everyone's happiness before yours. Do you feel like you lost or you gained in that aspect because... The people that you essentially worked hard for, do you feel like it's reciprocated? No. Never. In no instance. I wouldn't say never. I would say partially. I mean, I think we we tend to put value on people who really don't hold no value. You Mm. know what I mean? People that would drop you in a hat, in a dime. Mm. Um, And that's what I learned in life. Do I regret any of those choices? No. Because they've made me who I am. Mm. But... Now, somebody asked me to do something, I evaluate whether it's right for me. It's not going to hurt me to do it, so I'm going to help you out. It it all depends. So, you now, with the knowledge that you've gained during life, with the mistakes you've made, going back 25 years to the woman you were then, do you believe you can go back as you are now and talk to that girl? Would she listen? And what would you say to her? What 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 would you try to instill in her that you've learned through your life, the twenty years that you go back and say to that that little girl? It's okay to cut ties. It's okay to leave people behind. You have a firm belief in that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whether it's blood or water, mm. it doesn't matter. It's okay to say, you know what, I gotta hold myself to a better standard mm. and a better respect, because people will do to you what you allow them to do and have no remorse Mm. so going back I would tell that young lady it's okay to cut those ties Mm. don't feel bad because I spent my life thinking I I wouldn't want somebody to not help me or not do this and that wasn't the case a lot of people in my time of need left me hanging Mm. And I would allow them to come back and 
make their excuses and help them out and then still continue to feel not only their burden that they left, but my sorrow and my pain from not voicing my concern, not setting those boundaries and saying, no, this is, you're not gonna manipulate, use, abuse. I don't want it in my life. You're not gonna do that, that stuff. So that, that's, that's, that's what I would tell her. Cut those ties. And it's okay to move on and, and be joyous in what you're doing. Why do you feel it's so difficult for people to actually let go and move on? Like, that's such a challenge for a lot of people that getting over that hump of moving on and letting go, it's such a difficult task. In your opinion, in your story, why do you think that's so hard? Because everybody wants to be loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, we're all fighting for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's intimacy, whether it's friendship, mm-hmm. we're all fighting for some kind of acknowledgement, if you would say it. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point in life, I had issues dealing with acceptance. I had issues dealing with abandonment. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, I don't want anyone to have to feel how I feel. I don't want anybody to have to look at me and be like, yo, you didn't support me. Yo, you abandoned me. Even though I was struggling with those issues, I couldn't see that. What people was doing to me at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The same thing I wanted and the same thing I was giving people, I couldn't see that. I wasn't, it wasn't reciprocated. I wasn't getting the support. Mm -hmm. I was being left at the wayside. I was being abandoned. Um, And once, once it hit me, Mm -hmm. and it hit me like a ton of bricks down in the gutter and just was like you know what let me let me pick myself up mm-hmm. you know there was many people that was like oh you're never gonna do this you're never gonna be that you're never gonna and i got to t- to the point that i was tired of hearing their nevers mm-hmm. and i was tired of hearing my own nevers so it was like you know what let's change that narrative i know mm-hmm. i can succeed i just gotta apply myself and come out on that other end where i want to be so so picture this you're in a group you're in an environment where it's 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 say five or so girls that are in that situation that you were in how do you coach them how do you talk to them how do you what are some words that they need to hear which you wish you've heard to make you kind of like lift your blinders up to realize that something needs to be done here like when you're in that stockholm syndrome that toxic relationship that one type relationship like you're in a room with a with a couple of girls. Like, how do you coach them with your experiences? Share my story. Mm-hmm. Share my my knowledge and the fact that I'm still growing and healing out of the past. Mm-hmm. You're always going to hit some kind of hurdle. You right. just got to, in that process, remember what your goal is of who you want to be. When you leave this world, what is the most important thing that you think you want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. So put me in that room. Put me in that room. Baby girl, just just give it to me. Just give me that room. Because um, I, I, I genuinely feel and I know that it's a lot of, a lot of women. This is, this is an issue. sucks. Mm-hmm. The hurt sucks. The mm-hmm. pain sucks. Mm-hmm. You, in the time and in those moments, might be sitting here and saying, why me? 
why am I going through this? Why am I battered, abused, whatever the case may be? Ask yourself those questions. And then look at the picture of how are you holding up? What crutches may you be using to cope with it? Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, I didn't use alcohol. I didn't use drugs. My crutches were either isolation or physical gratification. Mm. And even with the physical gratification, after the fact, it was more of hating myself because that's not that's not me. I want love the right way mm. without, you know what I mean, having to live in those little high moments of, okay, this person's paying attention to me. This person's giving me the temporary fix at the moment. But then when I walk through that door, mm-hmm. that ends. It's not a constant. So I would isolate. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to nobody. Don't be nobody. Just stay by myself because I didn't want to be in that constant state of manipulation or abuse. And that wasn't good either because I shut out potential support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because over years you develop anxiety, trust issues. So you constantly look at people as they're coming in to abuse or manipulate you. Mm -hmm. Or use you in some kind of manner. manner. So you set up a wall. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people may perceive me as mean, unapproachable, not easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. And those aspects aren't true. Those are more or less a facade of protection. Because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to look at me and be like, ah, I got her. Mm-hmm. I can go manipulate her. And it's going to be okay because she's going to allow me to do that. Right. You know what I mean? People tend to... Hurt people hurt people. Right. So people tend to use your pain and the things that they feel you desire to manipulate what they want. Mm-hmm. So... I would see him and I run. <laughs> yeah, I, I run the other up. way. <laughs> First, I, 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 I like that. And, um, you know, I know a lot, a lot of women would really need to really hear that. Um, just getting that knowledge out. Because it hurt. You know, it hurt and, and, you know, all this stuff, disloyalty, whatever the case may be. It sits with you. Right. It, and everybody deals with it in a difficult way. And we talk about love, um, upbringing, right? What are, what are some core values that you, you been instilled with that like just just your engine um as far as like you've seen your mom you've seen your, your parents family members like what are some things that you hold truth and some ideals that you came up with working hard mm-hmm. being true to yourself what does that mean being true to yourself it's for you in your definition of being true to yourself Everybody struggles with that. Like, Everybody struggles with that. So, like for me, thing. being true to myself is loving me, loving all my flaws. I'm not mm. a perfect person. Mm. And not striving to be that. You know what I mean? People look at the cover that you're wearing and make an assumption. You know what I mean? Um, I take pride in my appearance. But because I take pride in my appearance doesn't mean that I'm not hurting less or more than the person next to me. Mm-hmm. So, you could say it's, it's, it's a cloak. I, I was always raised to 
take pride in your appearance. When you go out, you present yourself accordingly and appropriately. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're going to run into. Right. Um, work hard. Articulate yourself well. Because mm-hmm. once again, without language, how do you communicate appropriately right. to people? Um, love deeply. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever shied away from showing emotion to people who I say I care about. Mm-hmm. Respect for yourself and, and others. That That's always been a number one. Don't mm-hmm. ever leave the house and show a face that you... On the subject of, of society, oh, your mother too. Um, what are... We talked about core values. What are some core values that you want to instill in your kid, in your children? One, um, what are some fears that you have about society's judgment on your kids? And what are some things you teach them to prevent, like, all the nonsense that's going on? Like, how do you gear them ready? Similar core values to how I was raised. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Respecting yourself, respecting others, trying to adjust and love each floor that you have and knowing that you're not mm-hmm. a perfect person. There's always room to grow. Um, but I think the thing that I drive probably the most with both of, both of my kids is toxic relationships mm. and how to steer away from them, how to set those boundaries because I didn't have them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, whether it's friendship whether it's boyfriend girlfriend whoever you're with you have to set clear boundaries of what you are willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to to tolerate so that's the major thing that i always speak to them about and being comfortable with saying no Mm -hmm. you don't owe anyone anything you are here to build a foundation and build yourself and nurture yourself and grow and love who you are Mm -hmm. The people who come into your life that want to appreciate those values that you have or the character that you are will be there for all the right reasons. So in these relationships and friendships that we form along the way, if you stay true to who you are and who you, what you believe in and those boundaries that you have set, then you'll be a more secure and stable individual. Versus a lot of these children who are emotional, needy, who can't accept no for an answer. Mm. You know, who have to have that instant gratitude. I teach my kids all the time, you got to work for what you want. Physical, emotional, mental, you got to work for what you want. Whatever that level is, you got to work for it. You can't demand someone to love you. You can't demand jobs to pay you a certain amount of money you gotta rise to that occasion you gotta prove your value if you believe that you're valuable to yourself you gotta constantly prove to other people your value mm-hmm. and there's certain people that obviously that you don't right. and and that's more relationship wise mm-hmm. but i just try to tell, tell them basically stick clear of those toxic environments where your character is constantly going to be into question you got to step outside of the boundaries that you've created to make other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with my son. There's such a negative base about 
male emotion. Mm-hmm. Show your emotion. Mm. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. It's okay to say to your friend, you hurt my feelings. Mm. That. So we'll just take a pin right there. I had this, this idea too. I was really going to ask you, you have, you're fortunate to have a son and a daughter, so, but it's also unfortunate because you have to teach two different lessons. Right. You said your son, um, you're teaching him how to really showcase his emotions. Um, but do you feel like that's detrimental a little bit? Um, for the simple fact, it's like, going back to what you're saying, he's kind of open up to kind of these attacks. Because mm-hmm. someone's going to see him as vulnerable because he's emotional, mm-hmm. which is okay. But he's going to be also vulnerable. So how do, you, how do you feel about that? No, I don't think it's detrimental because he is comfortable in his shoes. Mm. Um, he is a vibrant, sweet boy mm-hmm. who is caring and would do anything for anybody. Right. Um, that makes him, being in touch with his emotions, makes him a leader. Mm-hmm. Because he's able to say, no, I don't like that. And voice that opinion with courage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And stop someone from disrespecting him. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I teach him self-expression. Kid got black and purple hair. Mm-hmm. He don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He likes the color pink. He don't care. His friends mm-hmm. made fun of him all the time. He's like, I don't care so what. I like the color pink. Mm-hmm. Being in touch with his emotions gives him strength. To say to the people who will judge him, right. I, I, I don't care what you think. Because I'm comfortable with who I am and in my skin. Mm-hmm. Along with that, as a mother of a very openly emotional child, mm-hmm. I've provided that reassurance. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when you walk through those doors... Remember that somebody's in this house that loves you, mm-hmm. that respects you, and that appreciates who you are. Anybody, girl, male, or female, because it's such a false statement. You know what I mean? A lot of these boys now growing up, mm-hmm. I've had a conversation with some of my friends, especially guy friends, mm-hmm. who feel that a lot of these boys are more sensitive than girls. Mm-hmm. The roles are reversing. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get at, like... You know, like, the roles are reversing, and like you say, you're going to see more masculine women and more feminine men. Right. Um, but you're saying you don't see an issue with that. No, I don't see an issue with that. As long as, once again, as long as you're standing in your truth, and you find someone... But you don't someone... necessarily have to have a feminine man that is... No, no, no. On the, you know, feminine... People take that, to be, that, yeah. that word, once right. again, just like love, and they misconstrue it so much... If you are in touch with your emotions and who you are, and you can express... you, So, for instance, you would say a lot of men don't express their emotions. Right. You know, will have a hard time saying they care about someone mm-hmm. or how they feel in general. Mm-hmm. This day and onset of where we are, we have a lot more boys saying what they don't like, what they would want. Mm-hmm. And being in touch with their emotion, their emotional needs of what they feel they need from other people to satisfy whatever's going on with them. Hmm. We have... So, 
I want you to give me a challenge that you had in life and how did you overcome it? Um, if you can remember something that was like, golly, man, and how did you overcome that challenge? Your biggest challenge. Not being so withdrawn. Hmm. From? From people. Okay. Um, Why was that a challenge for you? Like I said before, hurt people hurt people. Right. So, being hurt so many times, I withdrew and isolated myself. So, once again, gave that persona of, oh, she's mean, or, you know, she don't talk to nobody, or whatever the case may be. Whatever characteristics they wanted to label. And that may not be the case. So, I've learned to be a little bit more outgoing. You know, I have certain friends who will say, you know, they'll sit and laugh down, be like, listen, it took her six months to a year mm. to even come to my house. I've invited her several times. Mm. I feel uncomfortable out of my environment, my my element, because I don't know what to expect. Right. I don't know if I'm going to be judged. I don't Is that know. Is a lack of trust for people? Yes. Or, in, or how they will the, treat you? Right. How they perceive me, how they will treat me yeah. in, in the end. So that is worrying, worrying. Mm-hmm. Um, to constantly feel like you have to be on edge. And I don't like to be on edge. Mm. So why, why put myself out there if I'm going to feel a certain way or if I'm going to feel like I'm being judged mm. without people getting to know me? And then why do I want to let someone get to know me if when I let them in, they only choose to manipulate and use me for whatever they mm-hmm. are going to gain and then that's it. So now I just go, I don't care whether you like me, whether you don't like me. Mm-hmm. If you take the time to get to know me and realize the person that I am, mm-hmm. then we can either be friends or we can not. Yeah. At the end of the day. How do you develop that solid isolation? Um, I assume it didn't come overnight. Um, how did you get into that solitude to sit there and look in the mirror and say, hey, baby girl, we're going to do this? Like, did you have that moment? the only way that I was able to overcome getting out of isolation and putting myself there was being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in those roles in those environments and going okay someone invited me to a party let me just go Mm -hmm. um it was weird at first because I get I I have like a little awkwardness to me (laughs) in the beginning but I've learned to use comic relief to kind of ease myself into a situation mm-hmm. where a lot of people who would meet me wouldn't know that I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. I exposed my emotions a little bit more. Because nine times I... That's universe. I don't, I don't know. I, I... What makes you amazing? I don't know about amazing. What makes but, you amazing? Um... What... What, like, we, we all have this, man, I, I know I'm good, energy, um, but it takes something to give me, I know I'm good energy, regardless. What is that about you? I would say my passion to help nurture other people mm. out of their pain. I wouldn't do 
what I do if I didn't feel that people need that guidance, mm-hmm. love, and attention to help to nurture out of their pain. So I, I think that that's what you know pushes me, my ability to relate to people on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to see nobody hurt. You know what I mean? So that's that's another thing that forced me to like get out my shell a little bit, mm-hmm. put myself out there. How can I be good? in my job mm-hmm. if I stay isolated. Right. You know, how can I help that next person who is feeling mentally worn mm-hmm. or exhausted to facilitate building a foundation for themselves mm-hmm. and pushing them towards their own yeah. you know, emotional, psychological goals, whatever it whatever it may be. Um I just think that's probably my best quality is mm-hmm being to empathize and sympathize with a lot of people. Really good, man. Well, give, what's, a, what's a good, like, a mantra of yours? Like, what, what is a good, like, a, a saying that, that you live by? <laughs> a good saying that a I live by? A good saying you live by. Like, um, I always want to put that on the podcast because I feel like we all have this man in the mirror. You're going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. That's, that's usually what I, I tell you. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. <laughs> Generally mean that. Yeah. Yeah. More times, more times if you say enough times to yourself. Right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You know? The hurt going to let go. Defects are cure-all for you? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I've, I've come from the mud mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects and a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that have happened positively within the last two years to me that if we was talking maybe... 10 years ago, I would have never thought, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'd be on the receiving end, bachelor's degree, first homeowner, mm-hmm. you know? Would have never thought that I was, I wouldn't say capable, but I wouldn't get on you know, you're going to get right. My good podcast, folks. I know it's been a while. Um, Been kind of off, you know, been been lacking on my content lately. Um, but it's all good. I figured I'd do like, you know, I'll switch it up a little bit, do some stuff. Just talking about various topics, even my opinions on it. And, um, I'm going to leave a link in the description of the podcast. So if you email me or whatever, and we can go back and forth, we can get you on. If you are listening, talk about the topics and we can get right. So basically I wanted to talk about, um, like fatherhood. You feel me? Like fatherhood is something that's new. Um, it's something new to me. Um, uh, so it's a lot going on with it. It's a lot that's not being told to people. I mean, I feel like fathers get like this, this horrible, bad slacking community in the society and in our communities to various communities, whether black, whether we white. Um, I feel like it's a little different for other colors, but when you're a person of color and you're on your, um, you know, you're active in your child's life, like I feel like. Um, there's no one you can reach out to for that. If the education purpose is not there, the, the, the aspect of talking to someone to get help of how you deal with it. Like, I know, like my, my kid's mother, like she has a lot of resources. She can reach out to her friends, her family that also have kids. And they give her valuable advice of how to deal with the things that she's going through. But like, I find it hard pressed that, um, fathers don't have that. Um, that's just something that's kind of been on my mind. I figured I'd just throw it on a podcast. Um, I mean, and I get why, like, I get both sides of the coin when society doesn't have, um, society doesn't really 
sit there and have uh, um, any help for fathers because fathers are so absent. But I feel like the fathers that are absent, it just makes it even worse for them. Uh, I was telling my, my kid's mother, I was like, when the father isn't around, he gets people talk about him more because they wonder where he is. When the father is there, it's just like, well, I guess. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to leave the link. I'm probably going to put it on my social medias and stuff like that to see if anybody wants to reach out. Any fathers, any um, single fathers, any fathers out there, um, I really, really do kind of want to form like a little community thing. Um, Get some fathers on to talk about some topics. So I just want to drop a little snippet. If you are hearing this, I'm going to leave the email. Hit me up. Um, if you know a father, if you know somebody, I would love to get on a podcast to have a little conversation. Please do let me know. All right, guys. Peace until the next one.